So before we get started, please take a minute to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at iShipItPod. You can also visit us on our website, iShipItPod.com, or email any questions or comments directly at iShipItPod, or to, uh, to us, to us at iShipItPodGmail.com. Every time I say this, I feel like Alexi Darling from Buzzline. <laughs> You can email me at darlingalexinewscom.net or you can page me at... But if you are feeling supportive and you want to help us grow, you can donate via PayPal, shop our Amazon affiliate link, or buy us a coffee. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends that you ship it. Pretty please. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed... What? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. I hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. It is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. We are doing something crazy different this time, guys. I am in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Jer is at home. I'm back at home base in the Citadel. <laughs> Without me. This is like the most space age shit. It's crazy. This is amazing. I'm super stoked. Um, but yeah, I'm in Tulsa for the week. It's, uh, I would love to say it's a beautiful, lush landscape, but I was driving all around it today. And uh, no offense, Tulsans, if I have any Oklahoma fans, listeners in Shipper City. You guys are very uh, brown and full of Taco Bells. That's all I saw today. It's like You're talking big... about the landscape, right? Yes, I'm sorry, not people. Yeah, it's just 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 want to be <laughs> precise. A yeah, little context. No. A little context. The uh, the scenery that I saw today was brown, sparse, and uh, peppered with Taco Bell and a lot of cows. Uh, like, like really. Big cows. <laughs> Sounds like Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I personally would be inspired to write an entire musical about it, but I guess if that's what you're into, cool. Anyway, I'm here for the week, so if anybody listens to this and knows of something fun to do in Tulsa, let me know. I'm open to it. Um, oh, but something fun that happened last night, I was getting ready for bed and I was breaking my sleep hygiene rule and I was turning the TV on to lull me to sleep, which I'm not supposed to do. And uh, I was like, what should I watch? Should I watch a, um, a true crime story on the ID network about a horrific home invasion that left like four people dead and, you know, all for like $75 that was in a safe? Tempting. It'd be fairly classic you. Fairly classic me. Um, thought about it, had it on for about half an hour and then I was like, I think I'll take a quick spin through the channels and see if there's anything else. So I'm just doing it, you know, click, 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 click. And what should I hear but the sweet dulcet tones of Jane Foster and Darcy Lewis because Thor 2, The Dark World, was on cable last night. Ah, it was meant to be. And I was like, hey, girls. And like, if you're listening and you're like, ooh, not my favorite Thor, I'm going to tell you, you know what, you're wrong actually, because it is the best Thor. And I say this with no hesitation whatsoever. I will accept the hate I get. Thor 2, best Thor. 
because Jane and Darcy both save the world in different ways, um, are great, badass. Also, Chris Hemsworth's hair is that of an angel's. It's so perfect. <laughs> and um, we don't get to enjoy that in the third Thor. And I have a lot of issues with the third Thor. We won't get into there, into that. But uh, so Darcy and Jane sang me to sleep last night and it was quite lovely. It's a lovely way to go to sleep. But we're not talking about Thor the Dark World this week because we're still talking about badass women. And before I left for Tulsa on Sunday, uh, our sexy producer and myself went on an afternoon date and we saw Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have so many sound effects here. (laughs) Yay. That was fun. (laughs) So Captain Marvel, um, a bunch of people have been telling me to like, oh, go see it. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think. Here's what I think. I liked it. I was not moved to tears for 45 solid minutes like I was during Wonder Woman. Um, But I did get a little choked up at a couple places. I thought Brie Larson was great. I loved all the 90s throwbacks. Um, And I don't think that Samuel L. Jackson has ever been better in a Marvel film than he was in this one. He was pretty great. So, Yeah, right? He was so great. And they did the, um, the reverse aging thing where they make them look young, which was kind of, you know, jarring to see him look like he was, you know, 30 years old. Um, but they also did that with Clark Gregg. And uh, I brought it up to Jer and he was like, yeah. I was like, he still looks like he's 45. And Jer was like, I feel like Clark Gregg might have just always looked like he was 45. It's like people who were teenagers in the 50s, you know, they kind of just look the same age for the next 40 years. <laughs> they already look like someone's dad when they were 15. Yeah. It's the haircuts. Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, got he did that have, going on. Yeah, he's got the high and tight. And and yeah, I mean, I guess they kind of reduced the uh, the stress around his eyes a little bit, but he looked not much younger. <laughs> pretty I consistent. I was like, okay. He's pretty, he has a very consistent face. Good job, Clark Gregg. Um, but yeah, so I, I really did enjoy it. I um, I don't know, though. I mean, it, I, like I said, it wasn't like blown away backwards. Um, weeping and dissolving into a mess like I was during Wonder Woman or any time I see Peggy Carter. Um, But I don't know if like maybe I'm getting, I don't want to say this, like Marvel movie fatigue. (laughs) I don't want to be that person, but like I haven't been blown away by a Marvel film in a pretty long time. I've enjoyed them all. But I really haven't been like, oh, my God, that was the best thing of my entire life. Um, I mean, and we could talk about Avengers. uh, What the hell was the one we just watched? Infinity War. Uh, But but that didn't blow me away so much as it removed pieces of my soul and lit them on fire in front of me. And then just like left me to deal with that shit. So that was great. Um, (laughs) It's a little lighter than that. It's, yeah, Captain Marvel was <laughs> definitely, there were no pieces of my soul that were burned alive in front of me. 
That's what I'm saying. I thought I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Jay, what did you think? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> well, it, it feels like it does a it does a very nice job of setting up for how she's going to be involved. In yes. Endgame. Yes. Although I don't really want to think about Endgame because literally every thing that they release is a bigger and bigger hint that my yeah. sweet Steve Rogers is not going to survive. They're <laughs> like, oh, what's this? Uh, we basically gave him two lines in the last film and then took like hijacked his third fucking film and made it all about Iron Man. Oh, well, here, have all of this footage of him and we'll put him in the center of the poster. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know why? Because they're going to fucking kill him. That's why. I hope they don't. But if he, he does die... There will be a big fat I told you so waiting on this podcast in between all of my tears. I may need to record a backup episode for the week that we see Endgame because I'm not sure I'll be able to talk about it without weeping. So get ready for that, guys. <laughs> but uh, while we're on to happier topics, back to Captain Marvel and it's plucky 90s fun. Um, I liked it. I knew I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So I went and did the thing that I always do, which was I went looking for fanfic. Problem, but not problem. Situation. I watched that whole film and I didn't ship anybody with anybody. I was like, well, I'm glad she has Maria Rambeau, who was badass and awesome. By the way, I loved her and her sassy little girl. So cute. Lieutenant Trouble, just the best. She had amazing hair. Um, but I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't ship them. Like, I'm glad that they're besties, but I don't, I don't feel like they're in love or that I want them to be in love because they both have, you know, separate missions and lives. And that would be tragic because, you know, then Carol ran off to be in space. So I didn't ship them together. I really didn't ship her and Nick Fury, which I was like, oh, thank God. I didn't want to deal with that. Um, and and really there wasn't a whole lot of other it was a very very um i wonder why it was a very captain marvel centric film it was really mostly just about carol danvers um it's so weird. there was it's weird right yeah i don't know there's just uh, who knows but uh <laughs> sorry uh so anyway i didn't have anybody to ship her with i uh so I went looking and I was like, what am I going to read? Like general fix? What the fuck? Then I remembered, friends, that there's this wonderful thing in the fandom world. I've talked about it before, but we're going to do slightly more of a deep dive. Uh, this wonderful little invention called the bro TP. You've heard me talk about the OTPs. Like, for instance, you know, Darcy and Steve, uh, Nat and Bucky, uh, Harry and Hermione, those are my OTPs, my one true pairings, all right? No one will ever touch those for me. I'm shipping that shit until I'm dead. Um, but a bro TP, not to be confused with a no TP, <laughs> before I get into bros, no TP is like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want that. I want nothing to do with it. You ship it all you want, but you keep it the hell away from me. That's a no TP. For me, for example, that is canon Ron and Hermione, I want nothing to do with it. I hated it in the book. I hated it in the movies. I hated it in the play. And I fucking hate it in fanfic, okay? Get it out. Get it out of my face. I don't want it. I want nothing to do with it. Get out. Bah, 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 bah. Um, other no TPs for me include um, 
Steve and Tony, Darcy and Tony, pretty much anybody and Tony. I really don't. I guess I don't want him to be happy because I know he's going to steal the goddamn thunder in the last movie and they're going to make it all about him. Um, but yeah, so so that's an OTP. I won't read it. Again, ship and let ship. Ship all you want. But I have no TPs and I won't go near them. A bro TP though, y'all, is a gift from God. A bro TP is where you have two characters and you're like, I love them together, but just as bros. Just besties for the resties. Uh, there's no sexual tension. There's no weird shit. They're just fucking bros. <laughs> Some friends of mine had a phrase they called, I think it was hetero life mates. Yes. Yes. That is the like the drawn out definition of a bro TP. It's like, I want these two to be hetero life mates. Um, I also use this term freely and loosely because I believe that bro is a gender neutral term. <laughs> I don't think it has any negative connotations. I don't care what anybody says. I call a lot of people bros and I love them. Um, for instance, my cousin Jill and I, I feel like if anybody wrote fanfic about us, obviously like, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to ship us together. I would assume, I guess there'd be like a tag like Sean Cest or something. I <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Fuck, I can't believe I just came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh Jesus! You want, bleep, you want to bleep that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I leave it in your capable hands. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's there be yeah okay. <laughs> Only time will so tell. There'd be a you know I'm sure there'd be a ship name whatever. Um, I don't want anything to do with that. Don't tell me if you come up with one for me and Jill. But um, we would be a great bro TP because we are bros for life. And since birth, we've been bros. Like she was a baby and I was like, that's my bro for life. Bro TPs forever. Um, why are they great? Because you can enjoy general – it's usually general hijinks. It's usually just like look at these two friends being friends and getting into trouble. And that's where our fic took us this week. Um, so it is called – let's see – called These Are the Days That Must Happen to You by Andy Beth 82 Oh, it rhymes. I didn't do that on purpose. Maybe she did. I don't know. And it takes place, uh, it is not, I guess, now it's not movie canon compliant, but who cares because it's fanfic and it's amazing. And she wrote it before the film came out based on what she saw in the trailer, which is like more power to you. I love when people do that. We're like, we don't know what this film's going to be about, but we've seen these pictures and we're going to make some fic about it. And the world needs more Captain Marvel fic. There's not a lot out there and I want to read more. So get on it, y'all. This fic is about Carol going on a road trip after she gets her, sort of gets her memories back. She doesn't know, like she knows she's Captain Marvel, Ovs, and she knows she's an alien, duh. Um, and she's got those flashes of life back on Earth, and she doesn't really know quite what to do with them. They're getting clearer, and she has like sort of an idea of who she is and how things happened. But since obviously we hadn't seen the movie and we didn't know how it happened, this author did a fairly decent job of like just eh, kind of glossing over that because the important thing is that Carol Danvers is on a road trip, and she picks up a – Shaggy-haired, bearded, skinny dude on the side of the road 
with a bow and arrow on his back <laughs> and a weird shifty past. <laughs> Life is a carny. Who am I talking about? The one, the only, the totally underutilized in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Clint Barton. <laughs> Who knew that I needed Clint Barton and Carol Danvers to be bros? Not me. <laughs> That's for sure. I skimmed past this this description. I was like, eh, don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. And then I was like, eh, man, maybe I want it. Maybe I'll go back and look at it. I don't know. So I went back and I read it and I was like, damn it. Now I want it all. Because there's no sexual tension whatsoever. She's just like, you're weird and kind of um, a walking disaster dumpster fire. I feel like I should, you know, keep an eye on you. <laughs> but not forever. Just, just they, they don't, it's not like, here's how Clint Barton and Carol Danvers were best friends for life. Maybe she'll write a, an endgame fic where they are reunited as besties. I don't know. But they have a brief friendship where uh, he joins her on his, on his, on, he joins her on her road trip. He talks about his creepy life as a carny and how he was uh, the amazing Hawkeye, the, uh, the archer of the carnival. And he could like, you know, like shoot arrows that are on fire and all kinds of crazy, fun, weird arrow stuff. I don't know anything about arrow stuff. Archery, I believe is what it's called. Not archery. arrow stuff. That's, Thank you. Archery is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I like arrow stuff. <laughs> arrow stuff? Well, but not the show, right? Oh, ooh, no. Yeah. Sorry, arrow fans. That's a, that's a whole no <laughs> fandom for me. Sorry to pull back the curtain on that one. <laughs> sorry. We're never going to do an arrow episode. So... Sorry, love you, but not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so uh, so they they're on a road trip, and it's just like it's just like sweet friendship, you know. Like he's telling her a bunch of random shit, but they're not friends yet, so they're just kind of like telling each other random things. Carol doesn't know a lot about herself yet, so she's sort of just skirting around the issue, and Clint is a disaster. So he's not pushing her for any information. He's just like, yeah, it's cool. Tell me what you want. Um, but they stop at a diner in Georgia and guess who's their waitress, but a sweet, sweet bean named Laura. And like, who doesn't love Laura Barton, but she's not Laura Barton yet. She's just Laura, the waitress. And that's how they meet. Yay. It's a meat cute. It's a meat cute and a bro TV. Ah! <laughs> so many good things. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Carol kind of wingmans a little bit. And Clint's like, mm, I guess she's kind of cute. But we're like, you know, total strangers on a road trip. And I'm never going to come back here. And she's like, you could just come back here like whenever you want. We have no jobs and nothing to do. So you could just you could just come back. And she uh, gets Laura's number for him. And obviously we know that he goes back and they get married and they fall in love and they have babies, not in that order, but whatever. Um, and then they live on a farm <laughs> for reasons I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I was like, way to go, Carol, making one of my favorite and totally under <laughs> underrated and underutilized uh, ships in the MCU. Thanks for making that happen. I appreciate you, girl. Um, a thing about Hawkeye, a few things about Hawkeye. I feel like his love of him is very much divided, whether you are familiar with him in comic books or in 
uh, this MCU. Now, if you only know him from the MCU, which is pretty much how I was introduced to Clint Barton, um, you don't know anything about him. And you think, why did they cast Academy Award-winning Jeremy Renner to play this almost non-existent character? He's He does next to nothing. And it's so sad because I love Jeremy Renner. He's great. But he gets, you know, possessed or whatever in the first one and um, hardly says anything and is just kind of a blue-eyed zombie. And then in the second one, he has a little bit more lines and things to do. And he has the the farm and the kids and the backstory. But we don't get any of his, like, character, <laughs> I think is the word that I'm looking for. Um, and then, you know, and Civil War was a goddamn mess of way too many characters and he didn't have anything to do in there either except that the minute that he is on screen he's doing his damnedest he's doing such a good job they just don't give him enough to do and like jeremy renner i feel you bro i've been in that position so many times in things i have been cast in it's like all right i have these four lines i'm gonna knock it out of the fucking park and they're gonna be sorry that they didn't give me more to do and I'm sure they are, Jeremy Renner, if you're listening. You have a fan in me. I loved you when you were a bad vampire on Angel, and I love you now. Although The Hurt Locker was not my favorite movie. I thought it was very boring. Sorry. What? I, di- I didn't love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> not for everybody. Yes. Okay. It's not for everybody. It wasn't for me. Your episode of Angel, though, season one. Mwah. Chef's kiss. The uh, Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, comic book Clint has uh, a whole life before he's drawn onto the panel. Um, he has a uh, – he's like deaf. He's partially deaf maybe? No, he's I think he might be totally deaf. Anyway, so he signs and he reads lips and that's cool. And um, he was a, a carny. He was raised in a carnival. So she got this right, Andy Beth, 82. Uh, Raised in the carnival, had a weird past, also super funny and really sarcastic and, again, just kind of a human disaster. Like, he drinks coffee straight out of the pot frequently. Um, He has a dog, I think, named Pizza Dog. I I have seen a couple different names, but the one that I've seen more frequently than not is Pizza Dog, which I got to respect a character who can do that. Um, and he just seems like a good dude. Like, he's just a good, fun character. And I wish that that's the Clint that we had gotten in the movies. I think that would have been a lot of fun. However, I have said before that really I just wanted the Avengers sitcom where they all live in the tower and they have movie nights and they play pranks on each other and occasionally save the world from a monster of the week. But really, it's just about all of them living together and being a family. And I feel like since we're never going to get that, that's why we have fanfic. I've said it a million times. Um, but yeah, listen, let's talk about bro TPs. So as I said before, there is no sexual tension. Once you start introducing attraction, the bro TP has died. You have to let it go and you have to call it something else because it is no longer a bro TP. Uh, things that are awesome, especially in a uh, male-female bro TP, again, not something that everybody has a great handle on. But so good, 
so good when it happens because when men and women can actually be friends, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. When there's just nothing but pure friendship in between them, ah, love it. <laughs> love it. Um, there can be no – oh, that's the other thing. Uh, mutual pining out. Fuck off. Can't happen. Uh, no unrequited love. This is, again, this is strictly pl- platonic. If you have ulterior motives, you go write something else. You write friends to lovers or mutual pining or what the fuck ever. You get out of my bro TP tag. All right? So uh, frequently there is a wingman situation where uh, they're trying to help the other one, you know, get the person that they like. I love that shit. I especially love it when it's uh, my my bro TP and the MCU is uh, – Darcy and Bucky. I've talked about this. Uh, when Darcy is trying to help Bucky, you know, ask Nat out or whatever, or he's like trying to help her and Steve because they're both, you know, disasters and idiots around each other. I fucking love that shit. Fucking love that shit. Give me 7,000 fix about Darcy and Bucky being bros. And I will read them all and I will review the fuck out of them and I will wreck them on this podcast. Send them to me. I want to read them. I personally have not written a good bro TP, maybe ever. So I say this like I have so much authority on the on the matter, but I, I don't, <laughs> honestly. Um, I just know that when I read it and it's done correctly, <sighs> what is better? What is better? Nothing. <laughs> That's what. Um, I would also happily look for, and I think I might do this after I get off the air here. The air. Are we on the air? Is that what this is? <laughs> Radio man. <laughs> man, I think technically it's called voice over internet protocol, but yeah, sure, honey, if you want to call it on the air. That's, once my live on the air light show. turns off. I think I'm going to look for some uh, some Carol and Nick bro TP. That was also what I loved about Captain Marvel was their bro TP, their bro relationship. Um, like at the end when they're washing dishes together and he's singing and she's like, keep singing and maybe I'll jog my memory. And she's just like sassing him and he's Samuel L. Jackson and he's like just accepting it. I also saw uh, clips from their press tour together and they were wearing friendship bracelets. <laughs> And they're like real best friends in real life. It's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, uh, yeah, this this just makes me unbelievably happy. But I'm going to go read some uh, Carol and Nick fix, not Carol slash Nick. We've talked about before how the specific tagging is very important. It's character A and character B, not character A slash character B. That's the that's the fine line between the bros and the O's for the TPs. All right. I want the and, not the slash. So I'm going to go find those. If you have a recommendation, I want to hear it. I want to have it wrecked to me because I want to read more about Carol Danvers being a badass and getting by with a little help from her friends and being bros with Clint Barton, and being bros with Nick Fury, and being bros with Maria Rambo. <laughs> I just I just wanted to have all the friends, basically. And I want to read Vic about her and all her friends. Also, anything to do with Goose the Cat, hit me up. I loved Goose the Cat. 
I know everybody did, and I'm not going to spoil anything about Goose the Cat, but he was perfect. (laughs) Perfect, if you will. I've been thinking about whether or not I was going to be lame and do that pretty much all day, and I'm pretty glad I decided to go for it. (laughs) Go me. Give myself a high five over here in Tulsa. (laughs) Sorry. I'm I'm a little slow. (laughs) These sound effects are killing me. I love them. (laughs) Well, that's all of them. So there you go. We've gone we've gone through the entire library, which is fine. <laughs> um, all right. Love of my life. Any closing thoughts? Uh how was the pizza? In Tulsa? It's good. It was I mean, well, it was okay. It was like extra sweet sauce with like too much cheese. This is coming from me. I also had no um silverware to eat my boneless wings with, so I just used my fingers. And um, oh, the savagery, I know, but like now I'm all saucy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna take this off the air. <laughs> Things are getting saucy up in here, but um, all right, well, pizza was good, I would order it again. I don't remember who I ordered it from, so I can't give them a shout out. Ringing endorsement. <laughs> if anybody else wants to endorse our podcast. I'm really good at being. She'll remember your name. I remember your name. I promise. If you want to sponsor us. In the meantime, think about it, guys. And uh, go see Captain Marvel if you haven't. And hug your bros. Tight. Squeeze them. Tell them you love them. And because they're very, very important to the world. We need more bro TPs. We need more friendship. We need more platonic love. And have a great week and um, get your shit together. 